following message is the Word of God from Abiyokuta Believers Meeting, Latter Rains. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Now, I would like to share this morning concerning being under the influence of the Spirit. Being under the influence of the Spirit. At a time that I gave my life to Christ, this year will make it 30 years that I gave my life to Christ. Um, that was 1990. I was in um, secondary school then. And um, one of the things that really struck me was the exposure to the things of the Spirit. And um, judging from the direction we, Apostle Aruma went yesterday, there have been some deviation as it were. The Spirit is the whole essence of Christianity, the Holy Ghost. And we need to learn how to follow his direction, follow his leading. And that's why somebody's health prototype or direction is not, may not work for you. You need to learn how to follow him doggedly, one-on-one. -on -one. At a point, the church deviated into systems, structures, and strategies. Which in a point is not bad. But there is a first S, which is the spirit. The spirit will give you the structure. It will give you the system. It will give you the strategy. If you check through the scripture... The Bible says, while they pray, the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas. The Spirit was the one that spoke. And it was in the speaking that they got the structure to use. And the systems. And the strategy. But if you want to neglect the Spirit and go after systems, structures, and strategy. All you will be doing is copy what works here, what works there. And before you know it, you try to apply what worked for someone. And... After two or three or four or five attempts, it's not working for you. You are frustrated. So the, the spirit is the key to it. And today, briefly, I would like to share concerning that. Let's turn our Bibles to um, Ezekiel chapter 47. Ezekiel 47. Trying to look for my Ezekiel here. <laughs> the guy was hiding somewhere. I found him. 47. All right, we're going to read five verses from verse 1. Say, afterward, he brought me again unto the door of the house. And behold, waters issue out from the under the threshold of the house, eastward. For the forefront of the house stood forward towards the east, and the waters came down from under the right side of the house, at the south side of the altar. Then he brought me out the way of the gate northward, and led me about the way without unto the altar gate by the way that looked towards the east. And behold, there ran hard waters out on the right side, 
And when, he had, when the man that had the line in his hand went forth, his word, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters. And the waters were to the ankles. And again, he measured a thousand cubits. He brought me through the waters. The waters were to the knee. Then again, he brought me. Then he measured a thousand and brought me the waters where were to the loins. And afterward, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters was reason, water to swim in, and a river that could not pass over. Now, this was a vision of Ezekiel. He came into the temple and saw um, water hidden from the throne. And he said, a thousand cubic were measured, and he, he, he came to the ankle. Another thousand cubic were measured, he came to the knee. Another thousand cubic were measured, he came to the loin. Another thousand cubic were measured, he came a river, he could not swim in. Those are levels in the spirit. Those are levels that God wants you to take you through. And the more you stay with the Holy Ghost, you become someone that goes into the deep. That you don't stay at the shores. You don't stay by the shores. Uh, I, I, I like to call it people that like to practice babish Christian. They, they just stay by the shore. And the only thing you can pick there are shells. Uh, you, you pick shells, oyster, but you want real big thing. You need to go inside the river. Amen. You need to go inside the deep. Jesus said unto Peter, I said, launch out into the deep, into the deep, and there will be a catch. You, you, you don't catch something by the shore. That's why um, um, the kind of Christianity that Apostle was describing yesterday will not take you further. Will not take you further into God's plan and purpose for your life. You've got to be someone that is dependent on the Holy Ghost and you are yielding to the leading of the Spirit. You are not copying what people are doing, but you are yielding to the leading of the Spirit as God is dealing with you personally. Hallelujah. Because God wants to deal with us personally. You see, when God, in the book of um, Genesis, when God came down to fellowship with Adam, what possibly could Adam want to use with his faith? What would he want to use that faith for? There was no sickness. There was no disease. There was no demon around. But God still came down to fellowship with Adam. Just to tell you, it is not about that. Hello? It is never about that. Some people say, okay, God came down now. Now salvation is, 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 the, is the most important thing. Salvation is not the most important thing. And I know I get you there. You see, Adam does not need to be saved. But God still came. And he was talking with him. Because when God speaks, faith comes out. So no matter all the fellowship that and the interactions that Adam was having with God, faith was developing. What was he using that faith for? He was using that faith for intimacy with God. He wasn't using that faith to go and say, okay, let's tend the garden. Or let me believe God that it will come bigger. That relationship, that faith that was being born in his heart was for intimacy towards God. And we need to get that. So that this day, you will not say, okay, I, I am saved so that I can, I, I, I can um, escape hell. Salvation, escaping hell is part of salvation, but that's not the whole essence of it. The whole essence of salvation is the intimacy that God wants to have with you. And he has sent his spirit in your heart for you to fellowship with that spirit and it will take you further in his plan for your life.
Hallelujah. He will take you further in his plan for your life. So that's where the spirit comes into your life and you begin to get the whole essence why you are born again. You begin to get the whole essence of fellowshipping. You begin to move with him. The Bible says, do not be drunk with the wine words in essence, but be filled with the spirit. When you are filled with the spirit, the Bible says, you will sing psalm. You will, you, you, you will rejoice. Depression will go away from you. Why? They are all essence of being filled with the spirit. Now we say we have so many people battling depression in the church the reason is this the spirit is absent the spirit is absent we just want to follow, co copy what somebody else is doing we just want to follow somebody what somebody else is doing no there is a prototype for you and you can only get it in the place of the spirit and fellowship that's where you get it from your life is different from mine and you don't need to leave what, what you know to do. Just like what Minister Victoria was saying. A lot of people leave what they know to do. And they copy what somebody else is doing. I can only imagine if David had left. You know, they, they actually tempted him with an armor. He said, take this armor and wear. I can only imagine if he took the armor to confront Goliath. Even though in the plan of God for his life, he was supposed to defeat Goliath. But I'm not sure that will happen. Because he's in the wrong space. He's doing the wrong thing. Using the wrong approach. But he, said, he tried it. He said, no, this one can't work. This one can't work. So what God has blessed you with, that spirit will move upon, may look inconsequential to somebody else, but not to you. But the more you stay with him, the more you, you know how the spirit deals with you. Glory to God. The more you know. Because God wants you to get into the deep. Let me tell you, neighbor, say, get into the deep. Say, the sure Christianity will not pay you. Get into the deep. That's where obedience is. That is where you, lead, the leading of the Holy Spirit is, is in the deep. It's in the deep. It's on the surface. And you will be where God wants you to be, doing what God wants you to do with your life, without comparison. Without comparison. What we have this day, and a lot of people, because of social media, a lot of people, Please, social media ministry, don't let it fool you. That people follow you on social media does not mean they are following you. I hope you know. When you have challenges, those following you on social media will not come and visit you. I, I hope you know that. Because some people, that's, that's, that's the whole essence. No. No, and some of you need to, need to shut it down. Because you are standing in the way of the spirit. You need to shut it down. Is it when you get into the realms of the spirit, it begins to give you specific direction and instructions. Specific. Specific direction and instruction that is peculiar to your calling. And when we say calling, please, it's not only fivefold. In this place, there are people calling to government. There are people call into entertainment. There are people call into different areas. Please, take those anointing that you are receiving here and go and manifest there. It's not just in the church. It's not just in the four walls of the church. Hallelujah. But when you allow the spirit takes over you, then it begins to give you direction. It begins to shape you. It begins to cut some things off you. This year, our television in the house have not, we, we, we've not put it on. Just by the leading of the Holy Ghost. 
My, my children were asking, Dad, when are you going to do subscription? I said, I, I don't know. It's off. I don't know. Last week, I was still telling my wife, I said, I'm going off radar. Because this social media is too just too distracting. Too, even if you don't want to see, you will see. So I go there to just do what I want to do and I go out. I don't see what is going on. I just go there, do what I do and go out. But somebody needs to hear that. That I need to open up myself to the Spirit of God. I need to open up myself to the leading of the Holy Ghost. Because it's in the deep that you begin to see visions. You know, in Genesis chapter 15, the Bible talks about Abraham having a covenant with God. And God told him to carry a particular set of animals and divide them into two. Please follow me. After the division, the Bible says a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. A deep sleep. Maybe let's should read it. Genesis chapter 15. Let's start from verse 8. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? That was, he was asking God a good question. And he said unto him, take an heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece, one piece against another. But the breads divided he not. And when the fowls came upon them, Carcasses, Abraham drove them away. Verse 12. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham, and lo, an horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abraham, Know for a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and they shall serve them, and they shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve, I will judge. And afterwards, they will come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, and thou shalt be buried in a good old age. Verse 16. But in the fourth generation they shall come again, for the iniquity of the Hamorite is not yet full. Verse 17. And it came to pass that when the sun went down, that it was that, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp. Actually, what happened is this. Abraham was a witness. The covenant was not with Abraham, but Abraham was a witness of that covenant. What he saw, the Bible said he saw a burning furnace, which represents God, for our God is a consuming fire. Then he saw a burning lamp. Who is the burning lamp? Jesus. The Bible says is the word, is the lamp unto our feet. So God and Jesus were the one caught in the covenant. Abraham was just a witness. He saw it. That's why Jesus said, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. That was the day you saw it. So the covenant was between God and Jesus. So Abraham was a custodian. Say, keep this. Keep this for me until the person that owns the covenant shows up. And that's why in Galatians chapter 3, the Bible says, say the covenant was not to seed as a many, but unto Christ as unto one. Hello? So, that's what happened in the deep. You can't see that one in the surface. It takes you and show you your life. It 
takes you into the deep and shows you things to come. You don't get that one by God, give me, give me, give me. No, you get that one by hunger of the spirit that the spirit impress on you. And it takes you further. Another person that saw was David. In Psalm 110, the Bible says, David said, the Lord said to my Lord. He didn't say the Lord said to me. Which means he witnessed something going on. The Lord said to my Lord. Two people were talking, having a discussion. The Lord said to my Lord. He saw God. Then he saw another one that is his Lord representing him. The Lord said to my Lord, sit down. Until I make your enemy your footstool. Can you imagine? Do you know Jesus referred to those two people more than any other person in his entire work? He referred to them. Say, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He said, people said, oh, because there was a day he said, oh, how did he now call you son of David? He said, if truly I'm son of David, then David will not say, by the Holy Ghost, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. It wasn't something you can see in the physical. It's the only the Holy Spirit that can open your eyes to see that, and it's in the deep. There are several things about your life. There are several things about your future. That's the Holy Ghost that can show you. You can't find it in the surface. You can't. You know, a lot of time we have equated the intimacy God is looking for with service. I go to church. I serve. There are several people that say that does not know God. They don't know him at all. They know about him. But they don't know him. So we will teach you about him. The Holy Ghost. In the deep. In the deep. In the deep. You, in the deep, you begin to hear things. You begin to show you things. Some of these things that is happening now. You know, I was at the first meeting. Maybe you need to tell us how it was like. The one that represented was supposed to come. This, we, we didn't just appear here. No, 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 no. And somebody now doesn't want to do that pressing with the Holy Ghost. That moving with the Holy Ghost. Now, some people, they, they think, okay, I, I just want to impress people. I remember in those days, I, I used to have a friend. While everybody is reading, he used the book as um, organizer. He takes us around. Put something in the middle. Underline, underline. If you know it, it will show. And if you don't know it, it will show. Time will tell. Time will tell. Please don't joke with the Holy Ghost that you have been sealed until the day of your parent. It will take you into the deep. Take you there. He said, that's why you are lost. He said, it became a mighty river I could not swim in. You know that one? I lost control. Where you are taking me is where I'm going. What you want done is what that will be done. What you want done is what will be done. You know, last year, towards the tail end of last year, God just told me something. He said, I want you to pastor. And I was wondering, what am I doing? Am I not pastoring? <laughs> he said, no. You've been teaching. 
You say, you've left Pastor Henry five years ago. I want you to go back to it. I said, so what should I do? He said, I want you to raise 150 people that are carnal and make sure they are spiritual. Raise as a pastor. And he began to show me. Is it some things you think you know? When God, when God asks you a question, I hope you know it's not because he doesn't know the answer. He asks you a question to show you your ignorance. He knows the answer. I thought I've been pastor. He said, you've not been pastor. He said, you've been teaching. He said, there's a difference. Now I'm going back, sitting down with them. And I, when we had the, that meeting in the, in the, at the hotel room yesterday, and you, Pastor Shella mentioned something that Hardbishop used to do, he just clicked again. See what God is telling me. See what God is telling me. Why? There are people that need to be raised. No, not that we don't have new people coming into ministry, but the idea about ministry is very, very, very different. Very, very, very different. They think it's Facebook. They think it's crowd. They think it's picture that you send around. They think it's program. They think it's bringing and holding conference. That, that's what they think ministry is all about. But that was not what, what passed across to us. And God said, sit down and teach the people. Let them know because I'm, I've not stopped raising apostles. I've not stopped raising evangelists. I've not stopped raising pastors and teachers. I've not stopped raising them. They are there. But these people need to know they are left on their right. What has helped you that you know? Begin to pass it across. Stay and make sure you pastor. Now I'm going after them. Going after them. All of a sudden, the testimonies we are hearing are people now and we had one on Sunday. It was amazing. Um, it was on the bike going and said, oh, the Holy Spirit told me, tell the bike man to slow down. So by the time they got to the T-junction, another bike. No, they were actually raising two bikes. The one that was on and the other one. So he said, the Holy Spirit just told me, tell the bike man to slow down now. And the bike man slowed down. And by the time they got to the T-junction, the other one they were raising with had collided with other and casualty. He said, see, if you had not sat down, he said, some people come to church, they don't listen. Hello? They don't listen there. They just come there to do. They don't know. Some of them don't know how to hear God. Now, all of a sudden, they want to get married now, they want to hear God. You don't start school that way. You don't start school by saying, I want to apply for PhD. At least you start from elementary. It's the same thing. You say, now I'm going to school. I carry your bag. Give me a PhD form. They won't even give you. You start <laughs> hearing God, sir. In my secondary school, there was one guy while we're trying to we're reading the book, learning to follow God's plans for your life and all that. The guy just got up a um, few days to SSC. That God told him that you should not write the SSC. (laughs) 
And I'm talking to you about hearing God. It cost us. <laughs> Say God told him not to write the SSC. He didn't write it too. We all encourage him. If God tells you not to, don't go and die in the exam. And he was expecting result. When the result came, he was expecting. And angel will have. You see, we learn. The same guy is in the U.S. today doing well. <laughs> Praise God. But I'm trying to tell you, you don't just suddenly appear. You don't just suddenly appear because that's what, what have you tested? What has burnt your hand? You don't just suddenly appear. You know, all this problem about giving in short and all that is because of lack of discipleship, it's lack of the relationship with the Holy Ghost. Nobody needs to cajole you. If you know the Holy Ghost, what he has told you that has worked for you, who can convince you? No matter what anybody is saying. It's not knowing that relationship that is the issue. And we pastors, sometimes we play God in life of people. We play God, I know that. Please, set them, let them listen. Let them make the mistakes. Call, call them back. Correct. And let them go. By the time they are ready, I have trekked to church. Not having money. Many Trek, trek. And I'm believing God. God, I believe you right now. Say at the junction. Let somebody pay for me. First time, it did not work. Second time, the Holy Ghost told me what to do. It worked. Eh? I was happy. Glad. Glad. Today, somebody doesn't have money. will stay at home. He will stay. He has, he, he's not developing it. He's not taking So, all of a sudden now, he wants a job. He wants a business. And he wants the direction. He doesn't just happen. He doesn't just fall on you. He's stage by stage. Let God move you from your ankle deep. Let him move you to the knee. Let him move you to the loin. Let him move you to a river that you cannot swim in. And he begins to move in that river. You see, when it comes to being drunk, in the spirit is in levels. It's in levels. Some people they take, they call they, they, they only take one cup because they know their level. Let me just take one cup. Another person will take bottles. Another person will take until he's drunk. There is another level. They say that one, they won't be fine. When they wake up, they are shaking. What they need alcohol in their system to correct them. If the alcohol is not in that system, it will not be coordinated. He is not drunk, but he just woke up shaking. Now, when now take alcohol, you will not be fine. Levels. So also is the spirit. What is he trying to tell you? Say natural things can be learned. Spiritual things can be learned from natural things. If it's like that, so there is a way where when the Holy Ghost is not in your life, you will not be okay. When it's not leading, you will not be okay. Something is wrong somewhere. You'll be shaken. So I, I say, I, I'm not getting something. I'm not getting something. I'm not getting something. But you don't get to a point where you are comfortable. I'm not getting something. I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. Brothers and sisters, the Holy Ghost cannot be relegated, though. Can't be relegated. Can't be relegated. Bible says in that Ezekiel chapter 47, it said, and I stand by the door. By the door of the house. In Hebrews chapter 3, the Bible says, Jesus, who was faithful in his house, 
whose house are we? So, if you are thinking that God will be the one to rain the water down, you are joking. Because out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You are his house. You are his house. So, some people, the water that drop from their reservoir is droplet. Come, come. You know, a droplet can fool. We'll fill a bucket. we we'll just take time. Another one, they will open the tap. Another one, there's a river flowing unhindered. Some people, it's just a well. So, what now happens to your life is dependent on what you have done with the river that's on your inside of you. Tell anybody there's a river inside of you. Say, the river of the Spirit is inside of you. Allow it to flow. Please, how do you allow it to flow? You pray. You pray. Praying in tongues is not something that is extinct. Praying in tongues is your edge. Your edge. Your edge. Your edge. You heard yesterday that they sent people to the same field that Apostle went to. But there is a hedge that he has. It is not certificate. You can't put your certificate before demon. Demon will read it, finish, and cast you out. Is the hedge that you have. Hello? Is the hedge. So stay with it. So can you now imagine? You have the hedge, and so you know envying somebody that does not have what you have. Don't envy what they have. You have the hedge. So stay with it. Pray. Pray. Out of your belly shall flow. And the Bible says, You speak of the Holy Ghost that is yet to come. Out of your belly shall flow. So when you wake up in the morning, it's your duty to turn on your tap. When you want to do something, it's your duty to turn on the river. You are the one in charge. Nobody else. You are the one in charge. And it depending on what you want that life to accomplish. It depends. If you want people to just come to your well and be fetching water, no problem. But if you want ocean liner, if you want dam to be on your river, it's left to you. If you want to catch big fishes, it's left to you. It's nobody. So your cooperation with the Holy Ghost will begin to increase the river. And as the river is increasing, you begin to flow in different directions. Have you noticed that most developed worlds, most developed cities and nations are built around rivers? Why? Development comes faster when there's an access. So the river of God flows and is carrying you from nations to nations, cities to cities, places to places. You are the one that does that. You are the one. If it's left to God, then God will be partial. And God is not partial. He's not. I tell people, listen, when we read scriptures, Jesus couldn't do anything. He did not do anything until he was 31 and he was baptized with the Holy Ghost. He didn't do anything. Someone said, it's not true. He did not do anything. He did not. He didn't have the capacity to. He was born a man. Natural man. He didn't have the capacity to do it. He, as a baby, he was asked to be carried away. To be eaten. If he was God, even God, a baby, a baby God, they don't burn a rod Hello? I said a baby God, baby God, it would just blow. Error would just evaporate. He didn't have it. 
they, by the time he was baptized of the Holy Ghost and he went back to his hometown, the first person said, ah, are we? Who is that person? Is that not Jesus? The carpenter's son. Ah, Joseph. James. So no. Are his sister not here? Where did he suddenly get the power? Where did he suddenly get it? Act 10, 38 said it. Our God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good. He didn't have it until he was baptized with the Holy Ghost. So listen. Listen where? If Jesus could not, you can't. Hello? If Jesus could not, you can't. You can imitate that to your neighbor. Say, if Jesus could not, you can't. You can't. And don't let anybody tell you the Holy Ghost era has passed. He will show you. Ha. Can you imagine? David said, The Lord said to my Lord, in that dispensation. How? What depth was he looking at? Who took him there? When God began to speak to you, your eyes will open. I was, Bible says, Abaku said, the Lord said to me, start upon my watch, and I will see what the Lord will say. I thought you would hear what people say. No, when God speaks to you, your eyes will be open. And I pray that somebody's eyes will be open here. And I'm not talking about your two optical eyes. I'm talking about your inner eyes. Because it is not that two optical eyes. Somebody can be lying to you with your two optical eyes. A guy can stand in front and be lying. And all the things he's using to impress you was borrowed. But it takes inner eyes to see that. It takes inner eyes to see that. That's why Paul said, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. May be enlightened. Things are not the way they look. Oh. Things are not the way they look. Things are not the way they look. And, and in case you don't know, someone says, I don't need the Holy Ghost, I just want to get to heaven. You are joking. That you have come to Christ, the devil is against you. Whether you are good or bad. Yeah, somebody, said, somebody told me one day, said, I am good. I, I, I don't want to offend the devil, so the devil doesn't want to offend me. I just want to live my life. I said, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. That you bear the, <laughs> that you bear the title a Christian. They say Christian is against you. It's <laughs> against you. But the weapon of our warfare is not kind But it's mighty through God and pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imagination. Casting it down. Casting it down. Casting it down. Please, as I close, not everybody walking on two legs are human beings. And I don't mean to scare you. Hello? Not everybody walking on two legs are human beings. But it takes the high of the spirit to know. It takes the eye of the spirit to know. The job of the devil is still the same. He's seeking to corrupt the godly seed. That's his job. That's his job. 
but when you are led by the Spirit, you just know. You just know. You just know. Lies, you see it as it is. There. Say, who is telling the king of Israel where we are setting all our trap? Ah, say, there is nobody, there's just a man in Israel. He can tell what the king is doing in his best chamber to the king. Hallelujah. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that the heights of your understanding will be enlightened. You will see clearly. You will not be dull of hearing. You will not be blind to the things of God in the name of Jesus. As you stay with this conference, as the Spirit of God and the Word of God comes to you, it will enlighten you the more. And whatever sphere of life God is sending you, you will be empowered to do whatever God has called you to do in the name of Jesus. In the shortest distance from now, we will hear the mighty things God is doing through you. That God is doing through you in your city. That God is doing through you in your nation. That God is doing through you all over the world. In the name of Jesus. Now, I hear this clearly in my spirit. That this meeting is strategic. It has been planned from the foundation of the world. To raise people and to send them into different spheres. Different nation. Some of you will find yourself in nations that you have never even thought about. Right now, it's not crossing your mind, but in the next three, four, five years, you'll find yourself there. Just know that you've been empowered here to go and do something for God. Hallelujah. I commend you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you your own inheritance. God bless you. Thank you.